It's time for the Rural News with Susan Murray. And Susan, food and fibre companies are hoping to build stronger relationships in China this week. Kia ora, Paulina. The primary industries are well represented in the delegation of 29 travelling with the Prime Minister in China. Alliance, Silver Fern Farms, Sea Lord and Sinlay are included in the lineup, and trade is a major focus of the trip. New Zealand International Business Forum Chief Executive Stephen Jacoby says China's rebound from COVID has been slower than anticipated, so the trade trip will be very helpful to reignite contact. And he says businesses not on the current trip need to also push for face-to-face meetings. Well, I think they've got to get on a plane and get up there and make their contacts. Uh, I think that that, uh, it's high time we all started um, that practice of travelling again overseas to meet with customers. They need to be investing in those relationships and in market development. You know, a lot of companies, and understandably so, and over the COVID period have relied on e-commerce, which is great, and it's also going to be an important um, uh, you know, vehicle in the future. But there's nothing like understanding the market, getting the pulse of what's going on with consumers. You need to be selling to them, not just to e-commerce platforms. So I think that's a job we really have to do uh, as a collective business community. Stephen Jacoby says it is good to see dairy and meat exporters actively diversifying away from China, but he says there's still huge potential for growth there and that can't be ignored. There is no other market like China. I think we have to be quite clear about this. There are no other markets that present uh, the same capacity for growth, the same interest in the products we have to sell, and importantly, the same level of openness to our export, our exports. Let's just be quite clear about this. China has given New Zealand outstanding market access through our FTA. We have some residual tariffs on some exporters of um, milk powder. They're all coming off on the 1st of January 2024. That's going to put us in an extraordinarily good position in China. Uh, so we have with China the best conditions we have with any other market. Uh, and we have the market dynamics to back it up. So I think China's always going to be uh, number one. Stephen Jacoby. Kiwifruit marketer Zespri is starting pre-commercial trials of a new red variety of kiwifruit. The company says sales of its new ruby red fruit are going well in Asia and Pacific markets, and it makes sense to add another red in the mix. Sally Murphy reports. The trials of the new red cultivar are expected to commence later this winter. In a letter to growers, Zespri chairman Bruce Cameron says the trials are part of the company's efforts to find a way to extend the supply of red kiwi fruit throughout the season. The new cultivar is expected to have different seasonal timings to Red 19, or Ruby Red, which, if it becomes commercial, will help the market to supply red kiwi fruit for a longer period of time. It's expected the trials will take around five years to complete, although there may be some evaluation aspects that can be completed more quickly. Following a run of tough growing seasons, many strawberry producers are looking to plant indoors. The country's main Bay of Plenty-based strawberry propagator lost a third of its plants due to persistent heavy rain recently. Berry Fruit Propagator's chairman Peter McIntyre says it's been an extremely challenging few years, so many companies are looking to future-proof by planting berries in tunnels or undercover. But it's not a straightforward process. The industry itself is transitioning to indoor 
production. And it, it'll take time for that to happen because of weather and the effects of global changes. It's easier to raise plants inside probably and it's easier to harvest and so it's easier to get labour to do the job rather than, than being on your hands and knees outside. There's a number of opera- large operations that have gone in or going in at present. Our biggest issue is technology, the, the number of people required to run these places who don't have the experience. And people are setting up uh, some of these operations not knowing what the hell they're doing. And then and it's taken them two or three years to get to get really a footing and to know how to produce fruit properly, which is a shame because we're talking hundreds of thousands of dollars, millions of dollars to get the place to get the places set up and then, and then they haven't got the support behind them to get to get up and running straight away, which is which is a bit sad. But we're running behind the, the rest of the world in that technology. So it's coming. Tasman grower J.S. Ewers is building a four-hectare undercover development on the Waimea Plains for strawberries. Foxton grower 26 Seasons received a $1 million government boost to expand its indoor hydroponic vertical strawberry farm using recycled water in December. New Zealand Post says a proposal to cut 75 staff will not impact rural delivery. The National Mail Carrier will begin consultation on plans to slash hundreds of roles over the next five years, but Chief Executive David Walsh says that won't affect RD contractors. Fishing guides are welcoming back a good return of overseas anglers after a few tough COVID years. Fish and Game says more than 13,500 international anglers have travelled to New Zealand this fishing season, which is three quarters of pre-COVID figures. Chief Executive Karina Jordan says professional fishing charters or guides relied on domestic visitors when the borders were shut. When COVID hit, people they weren't able to travel overseas, so they looked for you know domestic opportunities to holiday. Uh, and so angling and hunting um, was definitely picked up. So our licence uh, database, or for example, held, even though our international anglers weren't visiting our shores anymore. So that was a, an upturn probably in domestic tourism that's, that's really carried them through. And that's also supported our, our backcountry guiding operations as well. Karina Jordan says overseas anglers are high-value tourists who appreciate the country's unique wild trout fishery. And just finally, cattle in Western Australia are being fed hemp to see if it improves their health and meat quality. Farm co-director Chelsea Beaton told the ABC with high hemp high in omega, essential fatty acids and protein, it'll hopefully improve cattle health. She says they'll also be checking to see there's no transfer of the THC into the meat. And that's Rural News for today. Koyarate Purongo o Tetai Fenoa. Kia ora, Susan.